0: You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to The Main Course. Our guest today is Hope Neiman, who's the chief marketing officer of Tilster. So, Hope, can you explain what Tilster is and what you do for the restaurant industry?
1: Sure, and thanks so much for having me, Barbara. Um, We actually are in the business of digital and helping restaurants create real outcomes using digital. So that means whether it's uh, ordering for pickup or for delivery, creating mobile applications that allow couponing or loyalty, or even doing things like kiosks in restaurant, our real skill and expertise is how to generate more orders and more loyal customers for the restaurant brands themselves. So we do it behind the
0: scenes. We have a great time doing it. We're bringing e-commerce in the biggest way possible. And can you detail a little bit, maybe some of the clients that you work with and what you do for them? Yeah, my
1: guess is you've heard of many of these people. Um, And we do it all over the globe for different markets and with different applications, but it's people like Burger King or Pizza Hut or Baskin Robbins as well as brands like Zaxby's um, or Smashburger. So a wide variety of different kinds of brands and we bring different kinds of skill sets depending what their overall goals are.
0: So how has Tilster had to pivot this year?
1: (laughs) Um, We've had, we've sort of been growing on steroids we had already started to see a pretty strong shift into digital. And some of that was coming, not from our existing customers, but from new customers who, um, really we're looking to elevate their game because a lot of the tools that we bring are kind of what i'll refer to as second stage first stage you know you have to have online ordering but second stage is how do i make sure that i'm getting the most out of these tools and how to make sure that i'm really growing my business and we've seen a real influx from many of those um upgrading customers in the process we've also seen among all of our customer base um, an opportunity for them to reach out to us and say, help me. So instead of selling, we're really consulting on how to take and ensure that they're maximizing what's possible. So I'll give you a good example. There are customers that we might have been doing delivery for, and they realize, they really kind of poo-pooed the idea of pickup. And they've suddenly said, wow, many of my customers really want to do pickup. How can I do it? And how can I do it in a bigger and better way? So expanding how curbside happens. Some restaurants in other parts of the world are, were starting to open up, but wanted to easily do bring to table. And we were already doing that. We've expanded many of those tools. And even on things like kiosk, we've had in parts of Europe, for example, as they've started to open, um, the governments have said, we want you to really protect your workers. So we only want to allow you to have ordering available at the kiosk. So you don't have to have a, a guest engaging for the ordering part of the process. And we've seen even dramatic increases in things that seem a little upside down around kiosks themselves. Lastly, I want to mention is data, because uh, we do an awful lot with data, with artificial intelligence. Um, our customers have really wanted to up their game on that front. How do I improve? How do I A-B test into better experiences? How do I understand who's coming so I can find more of customers like that? And we've seen a
0: dramatic increase in that area and that part of our business as well one of the things I did in, in prep for the interview was to pull up uh some things that you wrote um and was really struck by something you wrote for MRM uh in two thousand and nineteen um about reasons why restaurants should rely on technology. And, you know, looking back on it, you know, it was um it seemed forward thinking, but now <laughs> it seems you know, like it was the most rational and best advice that people should have been listening to you. Um, you know, how, depending on how things, you know, how things so much have changed. Um, but how do you think restaurant customers have kind of, you know, that they, that they want this? Um, and, and kind of how has, you know, the pandemic changed what, um, the guest relationship is? You know, it's interesting
1: you ask that because I was talking to somebody the other day and I liken it to throwing somebody into the deep end of the pool. And that's true for both the guest as well as the restaurant themselves. People were kind of going along at a nice, what they thought was a slow pace. We do a lot of research. This is the third year we've done it where we ask people whether they've um, chosen to do these digital experiences and we've been seeing a nice increase. But suddenly people who perhaps were barely ordering digitally or restaurants that were hardly engaging were being forced to make that their primary means. And um, not only have people realized how valuable it is, how easy it is. But the convenience feature elements i think have really been brought to the fore particularly among our customers where we're featuring those so quick reorder being able to use personalization so that you're hearing about items that you're more likely to buy so that it's a faster and an easier experience and we're also hearing even from other third parties that do research that those kinds of experiences are not only not going to go away, but consumers have made the big aha that while restaurants were kind of late to the party to what they were already doing using tools like Uber or Netflix or anything else, that they can get the same kinds of really positive um, experiences from their favorite restaurant brands. And that's been really gratifying. Also, it's raised the bar on what consumers are expecting. So it's not good enough to say, I'm gonna have delivery come and you're gonna give me a promise time. You better be sure that you can adhere to that. Customers are not willing to um, forgive you too many times anymore because they've seen across
0: other tools, the ability to make those things happen. Do you think the restaurants who may have been more resistant on the tech side are really going to change their tunes and, you know, look at tech and turn to it for solutions in the future.
1: Um, I do. And, and I'll give you a couple examples, but what I really think is going to happen when we're fortunate enough that everything goes back to whatever normal becomes is we're going to truly play off the promise of true multi-channel. Consumers really wanna go back to the hospitality, but they're falling in love with what technology has to offer. So whether that's, you know, making sure I take my coupons with me everywhere, as well as just ordering ahead on them, um, or being able to um, easily go back to an order I did or alter or make a change, I think there's a very strong expectation. We've seen across our customers, and I'll use one as an example, where they like tech, they had tech, it was about 10% of their business, was a nice part of their business, and suddenly it was 80% of their business based on where they were. They've come to us wanting to not just maintain as parts of the country are opening, but how can they expand? And so we're finishing up the development on both an improved experience online, an improved experience with a mobile application and set out a very different kind of roadmap for how they continue to build on the successes that they're having and draw this sort of area of constant improvement that's the hallmark of digital, which is not the way they ever thought before and we're seeing that increasingly with really the whole gamut of customers whether they're new and early stage with us or whether they're long-time customers who were already very experienced with digital but wanting to um, push the envelope even once things start to open up and incorporate those digital tool sets uh particularly from a data perspective so us maintaining and understanding more of what's going on, both in the restaurant as well as digitally. So let's
0: talk a little bit about data, which is a huge topic. Um, what is it? Why is it so vital for restaurants and why should they invest in in knowing their data and and knowing what it means?
1: Um I want to start with the last part of your question first, because it's the part that is both terrifying and exciting to a lot of people. So we've gone from a business where uh, a consumer walks into a restaurant, particularly in a QSR, and you don't know if they came yesterday, last month, last week, their first time, whatever it is, to now being able to understand what the user journey is for that customer. The amount of data that's now available can be very overwhelming and some brands get so caught up in the just the sheer multitude of it that they've lost sight of going first to what's important and focusing on that and focusing on a couple of key performance indicators that show you how well your business is doing and that's really the crux of the matter is that for the first time you have an opportunity to see whether a guest is a first-timer and or somebody who you can't afford to lose because they're one of your top two or three or four percent but what's important about that is How you talk to that customer and how you maximize the value of that customer is really very different. You now have a chance to do that. So, I'll give you an example. If I'm a first time customer, I might want to do things through my experience that allow me to onboard them into messaging to make sure they know and understand what could be important to them, to get them in a habit or give them a reason to come back quickly. So that they understand and have value out of the experience with my brand. That's really different than somebody who comes, say, weekly, who spends a whole lot of money. You can't afford to lose them. You wanna make sure they feel very special and loved and have a reason to maintain that relationship. That might be giving them a little secret. So we're gonna introduce something new and we want your opinion on it first. That doesn't really cost you anything, but it's taking a customer who's so high value to you and making them feel appreciated. They're not gonna wanna go to the brand down the street. And then there's that whole big middle. What do you do with the big middle? Well, you need to understand if you have a customer who comes frequently, they may not wanna come back um, or they may be able to not come back anymore often but if you can get them to spend 10 or 20 cents more with every visit, that starts to add up. If you can take another segment who perhaps comes once a quarter and get them to come 1.2 or 1.3 times a quarter, which isn't a huge increase, that can grow your business pretty dramatically by just that small amount. So by marketing to selected segments, which is what the data enables you to do, especially if you can automate some of that allows you to grow each piece to its
0: maximum which makes the entire whole that much larger so really you know you're hitting on the personalization and the importance of you know that guest relationship but it being something that engages the the customer um
1: and and that's more than just saying Welcome back, Barbara. You know, it used to be that personalization was enough to know that you were logged in. But now it's both overt and covert things. So it might be being able to easily get to what I've ordered in the past. That's not doing anything. It's pretty deliberate. People are pretty used to it. But it might also be that when I come back, especially if I'm a restaurant that has a lot of different categories of product, chicken and beef and vegetarian if i can read the tea leaves and see that you have a real passion for chicken maybe i feature a picture always on your home page that has to do with chicken it's appetizing it gets you much more rapidly to an area on the menu that you want to be in which is different than you know your husband might be have a passion for beef And when he comes, he might be seeing a beef picture or a new LTO that he might love. Those are things that are much more subtle, but that have a way to get you much more rapidly into the ordering process and making your way through it. Incentivizing you to take a combo instead of a regular meal, but not just in a do you want a combo, but saying, thank you for being a regular customer, we're gonna give you this at a reduced rate and working out the ROI on those kinds of programs.
0: You know, tech and digital often gets the reputation of taking away from hospitality, but some of the things that you were just mentioning are really ways to increase the hospitality just on a different level. Um, uh, do you think that 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 hesitancy and, and resistance is going to go by the wayside because, People are more um you know particularly customers are more savvy and are desiring of this kind of engagement.
1: I think people are yearning for ways of feeling um engaged and appreciated uh it's funny i I had a I had a reunion from graduate school this weekend, and one of the things in the session I listened to about happiness was about how people feel happier whether it's looking them in the eye, but knowing who they are. So I'll give you a really easy one, um, is if your store manager takes the bag that's being delivered to a guest and writes down, thank you so much for your business, Barbara. Number one, that makes you feel like, wow, they know who I am. Number two, it makes you feel that your business actually mattered which is what hospitality is all about and those are some small ways even in a very challenging time we really talk to our customers pretty often about how you combine you know digital has a reputation for being just numbers but it really is giving you the clues how to put really you know the heart back into your business in a way
0: that matters to that guest not that comes off as gratuitous. So you just mentioned, uh, you know, a simple marketing technique um, that doesn't take much effort, um, but could go a long way. Um, How is marketing being changed, um, you know, because of the pandemic? And what are some things, some best practices maybe that brands can put in place right now to help them recover and, and, you know, kind of build these relationships with their guests?
1: You know, it's... I... I grew up as a consumer marketer. And so for me, it's been really interesting seeing this come back and being able to work with our customers to drive those pieces. So part of it is um, knowing that you don't have to do all of it yourself, but really finding the right kinds of partners. And I mean that not just within the restaurant industry, but if you're a local business, finding another local business where you might be sharing the same kinds of customers and create a flyer that when you're doing delivery, you have a chance to um, share customers. So because you're a customer of restaurant X, you might also have um, some sort of a discount that's good for the local drugstore or some other place where you're gonna be going, you know you're gonna be going and picking something up so find like-minded partners to be able to work with from just the restaurant brand itself being able to create easy opportunities to bring a customer back so we see that um and we know that everybody's really feeling very um nervous about the economy so they're not eating out as much that takes and can be used in a couple of ways one is create better combination products. So things where you're getting a higher dollar value out of the customer, but they might be getting a meal and a half out of it. Give them ways to use that where there's also a savings, however. So instead of buying you know, a meal for today and a meal for tomorrow, something that you can reheat and use tomorrow, but you're getting 20% off on it. So it becomes a win-win for everybody in it also create programs that make it easy for a guest to come back. So they might not be eating out as often, but if you um, make a purchase now, it's the beginning of October, we'll send you a coupon that'll be good to come back in November. So you've created really two opportunities out of a single opportunity to this particular guest
0: and a reason to talk to them and give them news to come back again. Besides the economy, another uh, issue that um, guests are are saying is stopping them from uh, returning to indoor dining is, um, you know, feeling safe and secure in that environment. So how can restaurants market that they're open and that their their places are safe um, to make guests feel comfortable about the dine-in experience? Um I think it's
1: about really flagging both the very practical solutions that they're doing so whether it's how they clean having outdoor tables um the enjoyment that comes with it in our case we've been able to take our um ordering experience and being able to create a virtual menu for our customers and the ability to not have to touch things that could be challenging for them. So you can still come to the restaurant, but you can either through a QR code or directly by ordering off their um, digital experience, choose Dine-In. You can pick everything that you want so you don't have to touch a menu, but that server can still come over take your order if you want or not um, but talk to you make you feel welcome so that you're taking the best of both of those experiences also by ordering directly on your phone you don't have to engage in giving someone a credit card and have that part of it you can also be able to flag right on your phone the ability to call that server over so you're not having to look or go into another part so that if as part of your restaurant, let's say your outdoor dining is along two sides of your restaurant, but you have fewer people working, by being able to call on your phone, not physically call but um, touch the experience, you can get that server to
0: come back pretty promptly and make that guest feel even more welcome. So one of the things Tilster does is produce a series of um, indexes. Um, How has the pandemic affected all of that information um, and has it changed the questions that you asked and um, and, that you, that you, and the information that you gather? You know, it's interesting. We, we put together one of them literally
1: just before the pandemic and we had already started to see a pretty dramatic increase from what consumers expected to do versus what they had done last year. And that's done nothing but escalate. Um, the questions were still very much in keeping with it, though. Uh, the biggest part of it is has to do with what percentage of your visits will be in restaurant versus uh, off-premise, which is obviously jo- thrown pretty dramatically in terms of what it is. And it's the other thing that's changed is consumers. Liked the concept of delivery and still do it's a great convenience we were starting to see and hear them talk about pickup but the desire for pickup since the pandemic has happened is another shift we've dramatically seen where there is much more interest we don't know yet and we're going to be fielding some work that will answer that question whether it's financial People are starting to wake up to some of the costs, particularly through third party as to what delivery really costs them, or whether it's a safety issue, which is some of what we're hearing as an undercurrent. I'm having to deal with fewer people touching my food if I go and pick it up, but I want a safe way to pick it up, which is why we've invested a number of our newest tool sets around improving the pickup experience, the curbside experience, being able to flag, for example, where in your car you want someone to bring it out. So saying where you're parked and having that you select say the trunk. So when they're coming out, you simply open your trunk, they put it in or the passenger rear, whatever it happens to be. Um, Those are things that consumers would have never dreamed were important to them that uh, are increasingly important.
0: Yeah, we never would have thought a year ago that you know where you drive and where you you know how you're going to uh, receive the package would be um, you know as as part of our daily life um, as as it is now. Um, what are some other trends that you see are impacting now and you expect to impact in the near future? um there are a
1: number of them and a lot of them are on digital not exclusively but we find that consumers have been increasingly more open to communication so they already were but there have been some really nice upticks in terms of willingness to get email or push but that's a double-edged sword because we've also seen that as people abuse those privileges (laughs) they're Um, leaving those brands. So being able to effectively message um, in a way that makes sure your customers know what is going on with your restaurant, what's new, and most importantly, where they have an advantage has been a trend that's really escalated uh, pretty impactfully. Uh, Another one that we've seen happen is the use of increased digital within the restaurant. I mentioned kiosk, but it's even beyond kiosk. We're starting to see greater use of robots bringing food to your table. As I said, bring to table, pay a table. Messaging that happens when you're within the restaurant is a trend that increasingly over the next 12 months, I think we're going to see um, much greater usage against um in the process and i also think we're going to see a return to more hospitality i mean let's go back to where we started this conversation i think there is a hunger no pun intended by consumers and restaurants alike to um be able to engage with someone in a way that feels important And how you incorporate that into your restaurant, I think is going to drive consumers to be much more likely to visit you than someone else. Decidedly
0: low tech, but increasingly important. I I think that, uh, you know, particularly when we started opening up, I I felt that where I just wanted to go out and have a cup of coffee with somebody, you know, that was, uh, you know, I think we're social beings and, you know, breaking bread with someone is, is just, you know, part of our DNA and something that, that we look forward to. And, um, you know, it's, it's part of who we are and, and, uh, you know, and, and how we meet up with our friends and get to know new people. Um, so what would you say is your, you know, your best advice for the brands who are in this rebuilding process of things that they need to do right now that will give them their best foot forward?
1: You know, it's a great question. I think part of it is go back to basics is, you know, what's important about a restaurant? It's about creating loyal customers. What does it take to do that? How do you take your very best customers and make them true evangelists for your brand? How do you be part of your community Um, and make sure that they know that they're helping you is really helping that broader part of it and in some ways to come back to the other end of that extreme is watch the data what does the data tell you what are the things that are driving your best customers what are the things that are customers are doing that are making them leave and not come back how do you try and win them back and what are they telling you about where your experience might be lacking. Um, Those are all things that I think are going to be really critical and very important to those that are going to make it and be able to come back even stronger than they were before.
0: Last question. Um, Why do you love big ideas and what was the best big idea you ever had? Wow. Um, In the restaurant business? Um you know, maybe could be, could be just personal, um, up to you.
1: Um, I do love big ideas and I love being sort of wild and crazy, um, on some of the things out there. Uh, but I'm also a believer in luck. Um, so sometimes it's about planning for things that, uh, you also are fortunate enough. I'm gonna give you one that's in the restaurant business and I'm gonna give you one that is um, not. Uh, One was for us, it was investing in data and about how to make that really actionable. And that's led to a couple of products that we've been able to develop both for our brand and elsewhere around Um, recommendations. And as we've advanced them, um, I only had a small part in part of that, but I was smart enough to bring some of the best people in our organization into it. It's not as simple as just putting something in the tail, but how do you create ways of showing what's trending and what impact of weather and all of the great automation that's happening as part of it and the best part of that is we've been able to prove out really dramatic increases in revenue that it's brought about. So that's been really one of the best ideas here within restaurant is not giving into the naysayers about this industry becoming truly e-commerce. On the other side, I'm going to give end with something that's kind of fun, which is years ago, I was part of a business that was highly seasonal. And Christmas was our biggest season, but because it had to do with um, calendaring and other things, we we needed to find another season. And we helped people get organized. And we decided to use tax time as one of those. Well, it turns out that um, as we were doing that, the US government ran out of uh, tax extension forms, and so we quickly put together an ad literally in two days that we ran in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal and all this that said last year, you know, whatever the number was, 3,750,000 people got organized with our product. Here's something for the rest of you. And we reprinted what was entirely legal, the U.S. extension form for your taxes. So we, And then we put out a PR effort that had all sorts of TV stations telling people to go buy these newspapers to use this extension form from our ad. It was astronomical. It changed the company. We took the company public um, and it was a whole lot of fun.
0: So restaurants shouldn't be afraid of having a big idea. Exactly
1: not. and. And sometimes the biggest ideas are what seem like the smallest ones. Um, It's all about how you continue to leverage it. Great, perfect, thank
0: you so much.
1: You're very welcome, I really appreciate it.